Hey guys, what is up? My name is Kimmy. I am your host for A Dancer's Mindset. This is just a safe place and a community that I hope to build around uh, cultivating a healthy, healed, and most happy version of you in your dance journey and beyond. There may be some changes coming up to this podcast, but I will let you know when they happen. But for now, let's get into today's episode. Today's episode is me winging my answers. I've written down some prompts to some questions that people asked from my Instagram post um, for any and all questions that they had um, most around business or dance. So let's get into it. The first set of questions are from my good friend Penny at Penny underscore camp. Do I need to say people's Instagram names? Maybe I won't, just to keep it confidential. Okay, sorry, Penny. <laughs> Anyways, I'm sure she won't mind. Her question was, what are the biggest lessons you've learned as a business owner? Oh, my goodness. Um, okay, well, I'll talk to the little points that I've noted down here. So the first point that I put here, which these were obviously things that I thought of on the spot, an answer to these questions so <laughs> my first thing was even though you launch a business it doesn't mean you'll be successful in it you still have to do a lot of work like it is one challenge or I found it was a massive challenge for me to work myself into a position that I felt comfortable to launch a business again I have tried it about um maybe six years ago and I just it, it I learned a lot in that period of time, but it also didn't go extremely well. That's why I stopped it after like six months and I went into deficit. <laughs> so that speaks to the point of, even though you launch a business, it doesn't mean you'll be successful at it. You, it is an accomplishment and it is something to be celebrated when you launch a business, but it is also um, a continuous daily thing to continue to uh, invest into it with your time and your energy and your strategy and people around you to help you um, and keep you in check as well to be able to succeed with your business. And um, yeah, that was one of the biggest things. The next thing that I wrote down was business is more fun with others. You don't have to do it all by yourself. Okay. I am definitely a person where I'm independent, I like to be independent, I like spending time by myself, I um, am more of an introvert, I do need more time to recharge uh, away from people, but in terms of business, I have realized uh, I used to just try and think, I have to do it on myself, like I don't want to ask people for their help, and it was a little bit prideful, if I have to be honest, um, yeah, it was a bit prideful, because I thought I was um, I would need a handout or I would be um, not able to do it by myself if I had to ask others for help, which is ridiculous. So I have learned, especially over the past four months, especially that business is way more fun when you are tuning with others with like-minded nature of like-minded nature and um you can bounce ideas off each other of course there are people that you trust um but they're also there to help share and talk through any struggles or blockages um mentally or even strategies to go about your business um 
Yeah, the third point that I wrote down was, it is okay if your business evolves and changes as you do. I literally talked to one of my mentors today and she said something along these lines a lot. Um, I'm definitely in a place with my business where I have been scared to niche down and get really clear about um, who I'm serving or, you know, who I'm helping provide solution to. And that really scared me because I was like, oh, no, but then these people are going to miss out. And then what about that community? And, oh, but what if these people, you know, and just assuming these things and always thinking about the community, but not actually also taking into consideration of what um, or where I felt called to or where I felt um, I could really contribute value to um, in, a, in a business capacity and position. So um, I, yeah, I was really scared to niche down. But it is important to know your why. And that's something that my mentor was saying today. It's really important to know your why. And when you do get really clear on who you're serving, it actually helps to um, reach the people that your services or products are meant to reach because you're very intentional with like what message you're putting out there. So uh, going back to my point that it's okay if your business evolves and changes as you do, that I, uh, I don't have to be married to a certain way of operating. Um, and what am I trying to say here? I'm trying to say that I was scared to um, commit to a certain niche or uh, direction in certain group of people because I thought I was going to box myself in. But what I was actually doing is I was marrying myself to this idea that I had to serve everyone and anyone, and um, but it wasn't actually doing myself any good because it was um, not clear. So the more that I'm getting clear with my why and my identity and, um, yeah, who, like, the intention behind what I do and get really clear on the people who I want to help, like, in a very – and get really fulfilled by doing that and provide a lot of value for those people, um, that is a fantastic thing and that can change from season to season like last season I would definitely say that my um, niche was youth um, and this season um, or another previous season was that it was uh, like specifically technical dances um, and other times it has been people that um, want to do a variety of different dance styles but want to learn everything you know so yeah what I'm saying is that I mean, everyone's going to approach business in a different way, right? But what, the point I'm trying to get across is that as you discover more about yourself and go deeper into your identity, then who you serve becomes clearer and that can change because you're unlocking these different facets of who you are. And then you're able to be very intentional and direct in um, the area of which you want to provide value in. Yeah, I'm going to leave it at that. Okay. Um, I'm still answering this question of what the biggest lessons you've learned is as a business owner are. I wrote down six points. So that was my third point. 
Um, I can't count. I have put five points. <laughs> that was the third point. Okay. My fifth point is that it's important to have a good balance with clarity and curiosity. And what I mean by that is that pretty much speaking to the last point that I made that uh, clarity and having a good sense of who you're serving is really important, but also being open and flexible to discovering those facets of who you are and the, the different um, interests that you could see yourself providing value in. That's a really bad sentence, but I hope you get what I mean. Um, being open to that. So clarity and curiosity and having a good balance with those things and having the uh, the how do I say like a, a good understanding to not let yourself get super clear that you never shift from what your vision is um, or your strategy is and not being extremely curious that you just can't stand still for one second and don't follow through with any ideas so having a good balance of both like you follow through with your ideas but you're also really clear about what you're trying to achieve through that or you allow yourself to explore and you get clearer along the way so yeah last point is that don't sell yourself short who sees value in your services and products will invest and so into them that is a really challenging challenging point for me because I have often worked in like a community sphere um, and probably more serviced um, communities where they might not be as financially accessible to leisure activities like dance. Um, and I've always kind of had this contention with, okay, like what can they afford and how can I meet them where they're at? Um, but then selling myself short and like not having enough to pay to sustain myself <laughs> and cover bills. So, um, I'm still learning through all of these things, but especially this one is really challenging for me because I want people to have access to dance, but I also have to remind myself that I've spent so much, um, I've invested a lot into, my professional practices to be able to provide more value for people um, and I don't want to perpetuate the cycle that I see in dance that is coming from a scarcity and poverty and victim mindset and I'm not going to go into that because that is a whole other topic but um, yeah people will invest and so into things that they see value um, and that they think that they're going to get value out of and if people maybe aren't in a position to uh, exchange money for your service then that's okay I don't need to fight to find a solution for them because when they do um, and if they're still interested in working with me in the future then that will happen and if not that's okay I don't have to try and lower my my, my prices and my value and and actually be in deficit to be able to um, service this one client. Um, oh man, even I feel really harsh saying those things, but yeah, I, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna leave it there. Um, next question, again from Penny. Oh, sorry, I said I was gonna make it anonymous. Okay, 
In your view, what are some common mistakes dancers make in their dance careers? Okay, I'm only going to speak from my own experience and what I've learned from my past self into now. And again, I have, no, I've got three points. One point, not having a mentor. I, I wish I had a mentor much younger than when I did get a mentor, which was probably when I, when I was probably three years ago, like an actual dance mentor um, three years ago. Uh, yeah, definitely. I think that's something that I am super passionate about now that I wish that I had when I was younger, that I'm really keen to provide space for um, with my services is being that person, being that person that can help um, dancers um, really cultivate a healthy mindset for themselves and find joy in their dance journey and be really kind to themselves because it's really hard as dancers or dance artists or whatever, um, whether you're interested in dance to maintain that uh, because we are investing ourselves into dance and to detach ourselves ourselves from the dance can be or like our ability to dance can be really challenging like just because you can't do a move doesn't mean that you can't dance you know what I mean but sometimes we equate those things as they are uh, because of how invested and involved and embodied we become when we dance so having a mentor I think um, just helps to um, just ground you keep you accountable encourage you um, help you get out of your maybe not so healthy mindset traits or patterns um, yeah second point that I put is thinking that they're too old so they stop really early now honestly again this is just from my experience when I was 20 I thought I was too old to dance I was ashamed of telling people how old I was and um, I put a lot of pressure on myself um, because the narrative at that time was like when you're 23 like you're 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 expired as a dancer like you're out um but I think sometimes the dance world can get very bubbled and I really tried to keep myself quite not widespread in the styles that I did but just connected to different communities to expand my mind so I wasn't kind of contained in a certain way of thinking um yeah especially when I was in America for contemporary or what they called modern dance over there it uh it opened my eyes up a lot because there were dancers that were like 50 in companies and there were you know people doing so many different types of modern dance um I guess they, you could call them like what genres are to music um techniques are to modern dance uh, or contemporary yeah um yeah and so thinking I mean New Zealand's a whole different thing in itself as well because there's not as many opportunities in terms of companies uh for if you're going down the contemporary dance route um it's very limited for how many people they accept into tertiary dance institutes if you want to become a professional dancer in New Zealand it's it's hard um 
but I mean, you create different opportunities and there are different spheres within dance. It could be dance education or dance in communities or you create your own projects. But I think um, the reason why I thought I was too old is because I wasn't completely aware that I could create my own path or there were these different opportunities out there. And so I thought I had to really go hundies. Um, yeah, when I was like 18 um, and thought, I need to see if I can make it at 20 years old. Um, but I'm like much older now. I'm like, I'm 30 now and I'm still dancing. It just looks different to what it did back then because the body does really uh, recover differently when your body ages. So you just have to be mindful to adjust as your body changes and your, um, yeah. And the last point, in my view, what is a common mistake that dancers make in their dance careers? I, I mean, I guess I know uh, that I wouldn't call it a mistake, but probably just a false narrative or a story that um, gets to be questioned, um, just in, with that question being posed. But I would say a tunnel visioning the dance career to a professional dancer when these opportunities create many other paths. And I spoke to this in the last point, but. Um, really questioning is that what you really want and really coming back to is is that really what you think will make you happy in a career path that you actually want or is that something you've been conditioned to think that's what you want is that the lifestyle that you want that comes with that um, yeah again for a long time I thought I couldn't call myself a dancer because I wasn't in a contemporary dance company because that was my goal for so many years um, and I just kept getting rejected and rejected. But I don't know, for me personally, if I would have actually thrived in a contemporary dance company setting, just where I was at mentally, uh, mindset-wise. And um, I think it would have been really, uh, yeah, I don't think it would have been healthy for me in terms of the environment. Um, I had a lot of growing to do. So, yeah, just consider... Sometimes opportunities that you don't land are actually blessings in disguise. Uh, yeah, and just making the most out of the opportunities or the paths that you do see, you can pioneer. Because if there's something that's not there that you want or you wish was there, it could be an opportunity for you to create it. Okay, next question. What inspires you to create? I put three points here. One, the feeling that comes with it. Um, two, being able to channel and express something people can relate to. And three, storytell through movement as an extension of what you can't put into words. Yeah, next question. How do I get better at dancing? My movement is awkward. Ha ha. <laughs> I would say give yourself time to commit to learning. You will absolutely 100% feel awkward, but the more you practice, um, and just show up as you are, you'll have fun and you'll feel the movement being uh, more comfortable in your body. And yeah, that's what I would say to that is give yourself a chance to feel that awkwardness. And um, I promise that in time, it'll feel more and more comfortable in your body and more natural uh, because it's like a light bulb that switches in your body that you're like, oh, that makes sense now. Okay, that's the way the movement feels in my body. And I can't tell you how it should exactly feel. Um, I can try and encourage that feeling and give you prompts, but 
um, ultimately it's like a personal kind of revelation within your body that you will experience. Mm -hmm. long, long answer short is give yourself time and give yourself a chance and commit to the process of feeling awkward and then progressing to feeling less awkward. Next question. What was your biggest motivation to start your own business? I have put one point. It was a faith move from God. And again, as I said in my last episode, um, yeah, this is just something, This my faith journey is very much a part of the business. It is not something I enforce onto other people, but it is very much the reason why I started this business is because I felt that it was something within me that God prompted me to step out in. And it is only because of him that I have this business and I'm still in this business and all the blessings and learnings and growth that have come from it. So glory to him. Last question is what advice would you give yourself five or even 10 years ago? Okay, I put four points. My first point, you're not too old, which I've spoken to earlier on in this podcast. Two, document your process. Oh my gosh, I wish I had stayed committed to doing my blogs when I was in the States, but I just thought they weren't good enough. So I stopped it, but people were reading them and it was great. Um, but I wish I had documented my process either through blogs or vlogs just to be able to look back on an archive. I'm, I'm massive on archiving work, um, probably more in like dance video projects. But in terms of the process aspect, I'd definitely say document it um, because it just kind of triggers and, you know, gives inspiration to your growth and uh, always something cool to look back on. Three, have fun and connect with others. Oh, man, I think, um, again, I'm still navigating through this, but I'm definitely, um, <laughs> I can take things really seriously. And uh, especially with dance, I was super, I had a lot of expectations for myself and a lot of perfectionism tendencies to um, be really, just be really focused. And I would... I remember this time in the States <laughs> where I was, I don't, honestly, I really struggle with history. I love it now, but back then I really struggled with history. And I was like, I have to commit to this year in America where I'm studying and I have to make sure that I've like fully gone out to see if I can make it as a dancer and um, really committed to my studies. And that for me translated to, I'm not going to socialize and I'm not going to have fun. And my, roommates at that time were like oh we're gonna go get um froyo or I can't remember what they call it they call it froyo or like frozen yogurt um there's heaps of them in the states I don't know why that we don't have them more in New Zealand maybe it's just not a thing because we're a bit colder over here no that's not true they get really cold over there anyways tangent so um they're like we're gonna go get froyo come along with us I said, no no I'm highlighting my history notes oh my gosh chill old Kimmy chill um and they're like come on like it'll be fun we'll just like take a break it's okay and I was like no I I want to I want to study it's like what was I what was I doing um yeah and then I eventually went out and I was like oh see this is how you connect with others you take a break 
and you relax and you don't put so much pressure on yourself and there's a time for everything and I absolutely believe in working hard and I believe in setting out time to do the hard work but also it's really important to take the pressure off yourself and connect with others because life is more fun when we share our experiences and memories with other people it's what makes life is people and yeah um last thing that i put is that it does not have to be perfect oh my goodness um i could speak a lot to this i have struggled with this like all my life just this really crippling very crippling attachment to perfectionism that could be unpacked as many things um, and how it's tied to many other things but I would tell myself five and ten and twenty and even now I'm still you know working through some stuff but it doesn't have to be perfect just start um, and being in that place now where I'm just like allowing myself and giving myself permission to have fun and explore and just do things day by day and not having to be perfect or appear to be perfect or not show people the process of things. Um, yeah, navigating what feels comfortable, um, but also detaching from the idea of everything having to be perfect. Um, because it just creates a lot of stress, you know, just just creates a lot of uh, pressure on yourself and takes the joy, just strips you of joy and uh, takes you out of the present, really. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that is the podcast for today. That was 25 minutes long. I hope that provided value for someone. Um, yeah. Okay. Let me know your thoughts. If you have any other questions, let me know. I'd love to hear your feedback. Get at me on at the River Mindset on Instagram. And I'll see you guys next week. Okay. See ya. <laughs>